Hi, this is Sharon, the Modern Savvy CPA. Hi, Audi. This is, um, thank you for being on our show. Um, and it's awesome to see you. Hi, Sharon. Thank you so much. I feel and it's very honored to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. No problem. We've talked a few times and you've educated me after so many years. I thought I knew a lot about, um, estate planning, legacy planning, trusts, and things like that. I might know a little bit, but I learned so much from you in the past couple of conversations that we've had. So can you just, first of all, your name is harder than mine. So can you just tell everybody who you are, a little bit about yourself, don't be shy, okay? Okay, um, well, my name is Aurimar Otero. I am originally from Caracas, Venezuela. I first became an attorney over there in, in Venezuela. I graduated back in 2012 and then decided to move to the U.S. So then here I continued my legal education because the laws here in the U.S. are so much different than they are in Venezuela. So I did, it all, I did law school all over again and graduated from the University of Miami School of Law in 2017 and was admitted to the bar later that same year. Um, I decided to specialize in estate planning. Uh, I've always wanted a career where I could be a service, where I could help people. And um, I also wanted to do things differently than the traditional ways of practicing law. And I found that I can do that through estate planning. I, I get to create a connection with clients. I get to learn about them, about families, their values, everything they care about the most and that they want to preserve for their loved ones. And it is also a way of avoiding conflict and maintaining healthy relationships among families. Um, on a personal note, I have been married for two years now. Um, we enjoy cooking, um, doing water activities, sailing, kayaking, and uh, on my free time, I also enjoy reading. Uh, in the past year, I read a lot of uh, Stephen King books, novels, and um, awesome. I also enjoy reading personal development. Awesome. That's great. It's good to get to know you a little bit there. Um, we're going to go right into our questions because we have so much that I want to cover. I definitely think that we're going to have to bring you back because um, what I think a lot of misconception is out there that a lot of people don't believe that they need to um, be literate about um, legacy planning, wealth planning, estate planning, and those type of things. So, so um, you know, that's one of my questions. Is estate planning, legacy planning, is that just for the wealthy? I mean, how... How, how do we need to look at it as, as, as we go on? How do we include it in our financial literacy um, package? Well, yes, that's actually one of the most common myths as to the reasons why generally people avoid doing their estate plan. Most people think um, I'm not wealthy enough or I don't have enough assets, so I don't need to do an estate plan. Um, and also the reality is that none of us like to think about the possibility of death or something happening to us. Um, but that's just a reality. And um, it is something that it's important to think about, especially if we have people around us that we care about 
if we have dependents or children, people who depend on our care. Um, and we would like to organize whatever it is we have. It doesn't matter if it's expensive or, or not. Um, it's just the value of what it represents, everything that you have worked for and that you have built during your life and that sometimes have a value beyond um, the material wealth and and it can help to, to protect your loved ones. Uh, like I said before, especially if you have children or dependents to make sure you provide for them and they know what to do if you're not there for them. And so, so since you talk, we talk about it, the expense of, of this, you know, I, I want to go over, which I think it's super important to talk about, is um, a lot of us might think that it's expensive to do our plan before or our estate before and, you know, those type of things. But, but we don't understand that it's going to be much cheaper if you do it before than if you try to do it after. It's going to be less painstaking for your heirs, you know, and you earn this money. You've built your wealth. You have net worth. Why would you want it to be wasted once you've passed away um, to spend on unnecessary things if you did not properly plan before before you um your your before your death or during your life? Yes. Um, so basically. Um, you have to put in a balance what matters most to you. And yes, there is a cost to doing your estate plan and putting your affairs in order, but it could be even more costly to not do anything at all. Um, basically, you could be facing uh, what is called the probate process, um, which is what is um, provided for every one of us. The state of Florida already has a plan for all of us, either if we take care of it or not. They have already made decisions for us. The law already have a plan. And it can be costly. So probate means the core procedure of that your assets or anything that is owned in your name has to go through. So just to illustrate generally your assets, you transfer ownership of your assets by way of your signature. And after somebody passes away, then that signature is no longer available. So the estate has to intervene through the court. And this is called a probate process to substitute the, your signature and identify who are your beneficiaries and who are the people that are entitled to your assets. Um, this process can cost an, an approximately 3%, it's an estimate, it can be more or less, sometimes it's more, of the total value of the estate. So imagine, depending on how much money somebody has, 3% can be a, a big amount. Um, it can also take, um, it can be a lengthy process, the minimum amount is at least six months, but in general, it usually takes at least a year or more. And it is also a public process. So anyone can have access to it and know what you have, what you don't have, who are your beneficiaries. So it's a matter of valuing or putting in a balance what is more important to you, taking care of it right now to make sure you leave everything um, organized for your family or or depending on your situation, allowing your family to have to go through this process. 
So is someone too young to worry about estate planning? What 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 do you what what do you recommend um, age wise for people to start thinking about estate planning or um, their legacy planning um, process? What should what it what are you what are your recommendations there? Yes, that also touches upon another one of the most common myths that people only think they have to plan or make a will when they're older but the reality is that anyone over the age of 18 can start doing their plan um estate planning is not only about death it's also about what could happen in the event and of incapacity if there's an emergency and you can't make decisions for yourself um, like healthcare decisions financial decisions who can access your bank account um, pay your rent pay your mortgage um, how your healthcare is going to be handled. It, it, there's a lot of implications. And as you're building your wealth and you're starting a family, you know, acquiring assets, it's important to, to start planning and to start putting things in order. And especially young families when they start having children. Um, it's also... Yeah, it's a good idea to work also with a financial planner and as you build your wealth, make both things uh, hand in hand so that everything is organized. Okay, so let's talk about, um, do you need a trust for your asset? Um, you know, my family members will give the money to the kids when they die or when they, are they old enough. When do you need a trust? When do you recommend um, involving trust? So I generally don't, um, I, I like meeting with my clients and assessing their particular circumstances right. before I give a recommendation. I, I don't think everyone in the world needs to trust. Right. It, it all depends on what they want. And, um, but yeah, let's say somebody has children or dependents and they say, no, I don't need a trust. I'm going to leave my money to my cousin or, or my brother, somebody that I really trust, and I know that they're going to take care of them uh, if I'm not here. Um, but the truth is that the minute that those assets enter into their bank account or are part of their estate, part of their property, then they can do anything they want with it. They don't have any legal obligation to uh, support my, my child or my dependents. And also those assets are uh, exposed under, they could be subject. So if my brother, if I left that money to my brother and my brother is sued, then that money can be exposed. If my brother gets married and then divorced, that money could be commingled with his spouse and then my child could be left with nothing. Um, so if I leave that money in a trust or if I leave it protected and I name a trustee, someone who has the legal obligation to administer that money in the way that I instructed in my documents, then um, there is more, there is a guarantee that that's going to happen because there's a fiduciary duty or legal obligation to, to provide and do what I instructed there. So, so what I'm hearing from you is that um, you're having diff there. Of course, we we are we don't have enough time to go into the, all the different kinds of trusts, 
that we have out there. There's lots of them. And, um, you know, uh, for us to go over and someone, it will have to be customized to that particular person or that particular couple. But what I'm hearing from you is one of the main reasons we do set up trust is for the protection of our assets, protection of our beneficiary, and to kind of speak when we are not here. That's right. Yeah. So, That's right. Yeah. You so, can leave the, you can leave specific instructions of how you want things to be transferred, and if you want to leave those assets protected for for your child, and you want to make sure they are protected in the event of, of lawsuits or or divorces, bankruptcy, anything like that, you can also do that. And yeah, and there's many things that we don't know that can and will happen and we're not sure. So it's better safe than sorry and make sure that you are protecting your hard earned money um, and your hard earned assets um, that you're leaving for your beneficiaries and making sure that you're spe being specific on how you want it to get done. So that's one of the important things about a trust. Could you uh, touch on a revocable trust and um, sort of like the probate process on how that works. Um, you know, I, I know you can talk about what in the state of Florida, what does it mean, the probate again? Could you, could you repeat what probate means and what in the state of Florida, what is, what is the, the, the kind of idea for someone who is going to need to go through probate? Okay. So the probate process is a core procedure and this court procedure is there for any assets that are owned in your name. Um, so, like I said before, if you want to transfer assets or gift assets to someone, if I want to gift my house to you or sell my house to you, I have to sign a document or the title of my house and, and deed it to you. But if I'm not there, then my signature is not available. So the court needs to intervene and determine what are those assets, gather those assets that are titled in my name. And according to the law, see who are my beneficiaries, who are my heirs at law, if I have descendants or depending on, on the family that I have available, who is entitled to those assets. So, um, and then just go into... Um, so which which person, when they die, would have to go through probate? Which, you know, what, what assets from a person? Let's say I pass away tomorrow and I have a home worth half a million dollars and it's just me and in my name. I might have a will. Would I have to go through probate? Yes. Um, your house will have to go through probate. Even though I have a will? Yes, that's right. That's another one, uh, another myth um, of the most common myth. Having a will does not avoid probate. Um, a will is a document that still needs to be introduced in court and validated by the judge. They need to make sure that it was properly executed. It also becomes public record. Um, so everything that you're leaving there, you're basically just giving the direction of how you want the assets that are still titled in your name, how you want those assets to be distributed and to who and what your wishes are. And so it is still a good idea to have a will. It's better than not having it because 
at least you're saying to who you want to leave your assets and you're giving some direction of what your wishes are, but that's not going to avoid the probate process. You still right. are going to have to go through it, yes. Right, and and, um, and that's where trust and other, other documents might come in, which you would be able to customize for your particular client depending on, you know, the client yeah. situation. So, exactly. So a trust basically is a will substitute. You can think of it as a will. The main difference is that it's a private contract. Right. So it avoids probate. Um, it can be kept private. So it's an agreement that you draft between uh, the three parties, is yourself as the grantor who are putting the assets into that trust, the trustee who is the person that is legally authorized to administer those assets on behalf of the beneficiary, and the beneficiary is the third party. Um, so there are those three parties. And once you create the trust, which is, you can think of it, again, as a will substitute. So you basically say there what your wishes are and who you want your assets to go to. You uh, have the ability to transfer ownership of your assets to in the name of the trust. And that's what is called as funding your trust. So that's the legal term. Okay. So you transfer the title of your house to your trust, your bank account, is owned by your trust and so on. Um, and then that uh, substitutes or that makes up for your signature not being available once you pass away because those assets are no longer in your name. They are under the name of your trust. So it's like you're putting all those assets in a bucket and that bucket has all the instructions as to how those assets are going to be transferred. So they're not all spares around. Um, they are contained in there, and and it's all going to go according to your instructions. Okay, so my last question for you today is, and I might have a follow-up to this one, but, um, you know, if, if, I already, if, if I already name my children as beneficiary of my life insurance, do I still need to plan a state-wise? How, how, do, how, how does the life insurance beneficiary comes in and, you know, all those things, you know, those are good questions. Yes, uh, that's a good question. So having life insurance is always a good idea, um, but that doesn't mean that you don't need to still have some estate planning order. Um, with life insurance in particular, if you want to name your children as beneficiaries, um, in, in general, uh, minors, minor children are not allowed to inherit under the law. So that money is going to be put in a, um, in a what is called a custodial account, and it's going to be managed with the supervision of the court. Um, and the person managing the account may not be necessarily who you think it will be. You may think it will be your mom or your dad, grandpa or grandma, but the truth is that the judge is the one who's going to determine who is the most qualified. And... And then when they turn 18, they're going to get that money outright with no restrictions. So if they want to buy a red Ferrari or, you know, spend it however they like, they can do that. Right. So you have really no control there. Um, also, yes, 
uh, like I said, it's a good idea to have like insurance, even if they're not a minor, you're providing, let's say, yes, you're thinking of that person and you're leaving all this amount of money for their care, for their protection. But um, there are still other assets to account for, and you're also giving that money to that person free and clear. So that money is also still going to be subject to lawsuits or marriage or divorces, bankruptcy. Um, so there are a lot of a lot of steps that you can take to protect that money for them, and also account for all the other assets that you have that may be part of your estate and. Um, Having having a detailed conversation of all your assets is important during your estate plan. So, can you tell us one more thing? Can you tell us a little bit about um, you, the inventory that you have people do, and and what do you see, um, or what are they surprised at when when you have them do an inventory of their estate, and and um, they're surprised at certain things, or uh, you know, um, they might not want to do it because it is a tedious process. What do you see when you have someone quickly? Yes, so that's one of the first things that I do. That's actually the first thing that I do when I talk to a potential client is I ask them to do a little bit of homework for me because I need to, like I said, we need to do a detailed analysis of their assets. So I need to learn more about them, about their assets, the family dynamics. So I ask them to fill out this questionnaire. I call it the homework. And um, yeah, it can be tedious and lengthy, but the experience has been that most people tell me that it was a good exercise for them because they get to see all the assets that they have. They right. get to feel, they feel more financially organized because they can see in one place everything that they own and that they didn't even weren't considering. Most people call me and say, no, I only have a house. That's all I have. Like, Okay, that may be true, but I still encourage you to go through the process, and then you might discover that there are sometimes investments, retirement accounts, um, and other assets that, that they're not aware of or that they're not really considering. So what I hear from you, and um, you could give me maybe a one or two cents uh, answer to this, is what I hear from you is, one of the main reasons we need to do and think about estate planning and see Audi is because we want to be able to, to, to make sure that our wishes are carried out properly when we, um, when we pass. And we want to make sure that we, you know, one of the main reasons, not the only reason, um, and we want to make sure that we, you know, it, it's, it's not left up to you know, my brother or the court or whoever to, and sometimes it's not even left up to them because other things might control it. So if we, we have our proper estate plan, we're able to, to make sure that we protect our assets for our beneficiaries um, and protect the wealth that we've worked so hard for in building for our beneficiaries and, and, and have it in one place. Is that is that what you or what we're summing this up to. Yes, that's right. I completely agree. Um, that being proactive and working on working on your legacy, working on everything you just said, everything that you've worked for, everything you are today, 
um, that you believe in and that you want to preserve for your loved ones and not leaving it up to chance. Not um, You may, like you said, you may trust your family member uh, very much, but there are circumstances and things that may happen and you can just plan ahead and prevent those things from happening and and making sure that your loved ones will be protected and 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 your children will be raised in the way you want by the people you decide and in in the way that you will that you would have wanted. So well thank you Audi. I'm sure we're gonna have to bring you back because we just kind of touched on all these little things. Thank you for for speaking with us today and explaining a lot of things that I'm sure is gonna be super helpful to everyone who think that they're not rich enough to do some estate planning, some legacy planning, some wealth building planning, uh, generational wealth um, building. And, and last but not least, we talked about uh, monetary wealth is only one part of our, our uh, legacy, right? We, we um, wanna make sure that we pass our recipes down, whatever we wanna pass down, that's all part of our, our legacy planning. That's right. Um, yeah. um, our estate or our wealth is not just uh, the financial part. Uh, our wealth is also uh, formed by our experiences, our knowledge, our education, our, our history, our family traditions. And all those things have a lot of value too. And we also want to protect those for our loved ones. So I... I, with my clients, I do something called the, the family uh, legacy interview. So I ask them a few questions of, of those things that they value the most, uh, whether, whether it is how you handle money, how you handle your finances, whether you put value on religion, education, how you would like your children to be raised, or whatever is valuable to you and all those all those uh, beliefs and, and, and things that, that have so much value and are so important and, and our traditions and our things that we want to, to also preserve for our loved ones and to be kept for generations. Right. One of the reasons that we build wealth um, is because we, we want happiness, contentment. We want our children, our grandchildren. We want them. It's all about the coming together. So, the, the the monetary wealth is just one part of it. So, Audi, thank you so much. We will definitely try to have you back again to continue this conversation on a different um, topic having to do with legacy planning. I'm sure we can go much more into it, but thank you again. Um, we will just tell us a little bit about the name of your firm and where you're located. Yes, uh, thank you so much for the invitation. It was an honor for me. Um, my firm is called Otero Law, and I am located in Miami, Florida. My office is in Brickell. Okay, thank you. And we will also have all of Audi's social media handles and her information um, for you guys, just in case anyone is in need and is in her area and would like to contact her. Thank you, Audi. Thank you so much, Sharon. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. This is Sharon, the Modern Savvy CPA, finishing off another financial literacy hot topic.